I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Okay, so it's done. The sequel trilogy is over. The Force awoke. The Jedi lasted. And now a Skywalker has risen. Yeah. And let's face it, you've all seen and discussed it. And if you're me, shared the memes and maybe moved on a little bit. Which seems the ideal time for us to come along and pick apart the carcass, pick apart the tauntaun carcass. Yeah. Uh, not just of the final film and what the marketing team at Disney somewhat optimistically called the Skywalker saga, mm. but also this whole new trilogy, I think. Yeah, that's right. And we're just like Jawas, just, you know, just picking up yeah, yeah. just bits of rogue metal on the ground, you know. Yeah, randomly yelling routine occasionally. Yeah, that's right. And it probably wouldn't make it much sense. So as you say, the final chapter ever of the Skywalker saga is over. And look, let me begin by saying that there are elements of this film I enjoyed. And I want to highlight those first because, spoiler alert, it may get a bit ugly afterwards. Uh, look, most of the enjoyable moments are huddled together in the opening 30 minutes. The visual representation of the hyperspace skipping, the Emperor's Gothic horror production factory of Snoke's. Mm. Um, then later, when the film gives itself a little time to regulate its breathing, it pauses long enough to build tension beautifully when Ray and Kylo Ren play Forceback in the desert with the revelation of the Force lightning bursting forth from Ray's hands, much to her own surprise. It's a sequence that takes its time, is deliberate with its pace, and ominously builds tension. It's quite unlike anything else in the film. Look, so perhaps surprisingly, I had more fun with this film than I did with either of the other two films in the trilogy. Mm. The Force Awakens started strong. Its early scenes on Jakku with Scavenger Ray were evocative and great world building. But then the Star Wars stuff happened, and the rest of the film became a race through slavishly delivered narrative beats and callbacks designed to make you go, look, it's Star Wars. I love Star Wars, don't I? While glossing over the script's speed wobbles that included another damn Death Star thing. Mm. Uh, the last year I tried to do something different. For me, it certainly delivered the most stylish of the three films. Mm. But I also found myself tripped up by an endless series of awkward plot roadblocks and story choices that I won't go into because I think the internet has. Yeah. Um, so by the time I was watching Rise of Skywalker, I was kind of a little bit beaten. I took the ride for what it was worth. Uh, and I'm guessing we're going to talk about some of the many, many flaws. Mm. But I want to talk about the real failure here. The failure of the trilogy... Mm-hmm. Um, a while back, friend of the show and friend of us both, Carl Hopkins, said that he believed the prequel trilogy will end up being better than the sequel trilogy. Agreed at the time, and now I'm pretty convinced of it. Yeah. The experience of Rise of Skywalker and the sequel trilogy has made me appreciate the original trilogy even more, and also achieved the near impossible, giving me pause to think that Lucas's prequel trilogy is superior to this awkward Abrams, Johnson, Kennedy, Frankenstein creation with a few Kasdan thrown in. Yeah. Lucas has a singular vision, flawed as it may be. Mm. And I find this problematic because it's kind of like taking the Dark Knight trilogy and giving uh, Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises to Christopher Nolan and then giving Dark Knight to someone else. It, mm. That's what it's like. It's just like well, you've got two from J.J. Abrams and one from Ryan Johnson and they're doing different things and they have different styles and different interests. The logistics and motivations of this film and series are just a mess. So many unnecessary characters added, some of them in this film as late as the end of the second act. And it seems like the filmmakers don't have the clarity or confidence to just focus on their main character's journey. 
Um, not having a journey for your main character mapped out from the beginning, I think is the most basic of errors. And it beggars belief that they didn't know where it was going and the only solution was to throw more subplots just into these cul-de-sacs. Yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you, really. We all know the prequel's many flaws, but at least they had an arc, a story that wanted to tell, they wanted to tell, and a consi- consistent, often weird and kooky tone and style. They knew what they were doing even when what they were doing, unfortunately, involved a droid factory. But I will take that droid factory over a visit to Canto Bite because I, I'm in safish hands with George, who at least knows what he wants to do, you know? Mm. Um, and you can't say that about the sequels. And, and you know, the internet's full of people. De- I, I was listening to a podcast today debating the meaning of Rise of Skywalker, piecing together clues from the previous two films and creating a serial killer's wall of imagined threads, you know, yeah. between <laughs> characters and locations. And me, for the first time in years, blissfully contentedly removed from that because I know it's not connected and it yeah. doesn't make sense because there was no one there to do that. Mm. I know how fruitless it is trying to connect these three films into a grand narrative. The Skywalker saga is Disney's marketeers would have you believe because these films don't connect. The story doesn't logically throw through like the original trilogy or even the cursed prequel trilogy, mm. you know? They're films made by people who don't like or maybe don't get the films they're connected to. Mm. Uh, the Last Jedi feels like a Rio Bravo answer to The Force Awakens High Noon. Mm. Except these are films in the same trilogy, you yeah. know? Which is crazy. And then... Rise of Skywalker appears, a shamefaced rebuttal to whatever Ryan Johnson was trying to do. But strangely, now makes The Last Jedi kind of the least essential of this new trilogy. A weird outlier whose ideas and new characters are blips in this frantic pandering of Abrams films. Mm. You know, it's a film whose only meaningful addition now looks like, from a story point of view that is, uh, having Luke Skywalker die. I mean, I think the film struggles under the weight of like Carrie Fisher's death in response to fan criticisms and not seemingly, as I say, entirely convinced of its characters' journeys. Daisy Ridley was once again a likable lead to wrap the franchise's hopes around, and the film was very much hers. Uh, the finale's focus is rightly on Ray, but the series has telegraphed, I think, Kylo Ren's redemption since The Force Awakens, and then everyone just kind of peters out all the other characters. And Adam Driver, like, he is a fantastic actor. We all agree on that. And the scenes in The Last Jedi with Ridley were among the highlights for me. But he seemed a little lost. I know people were saying that he's quite good in this, but I, I kind of felt him... One of the least convincing of it, considering what he'd done in Last Jedi. Conversely, Oscar Isaacs and John Boyega have slightly more satisfying roles in it this time um, than they did in Last Jedi. Maybe not in kind of emotional resonance, but just in the, ma- the amount of time they spend on screen. And they're with the right people. They put them together for a while, mm. which is yeah. quite good. Nice to see after, you know, they basically, Poe and Ray got introduced at the end of, um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Part, part two, which yeah. seems crazy for, you know, two of your three main heroic yeah. characters to finally meet at the end of, for no real reason. There's no build up to that. Or yeah. Enjoyment. It was just like, hey, oh yeah, you're Poe. Oh yeah, you're right. Cool. Like, come on, man. Yeah. That's just lazy. Yeah. It's a weird <laughs> thing. All right. Isn't it? Um, I wonder what's happening with Finn too. Like, there's this whole thing where they seem to be setting up an idea that's never really explored in this film. And maybe it will be explored in a later film, but that's amazing to me that you would, um, you would would be getting into spoiler territory, but they seem to be setting up a storyline for him that doesn't play out yeah. in this film. Yeah, that's I mean, madness, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's okay to spoil this, right? I think. Oh, okay. I, right. I think. I mean, it's been out for long enough that we can probably. Oh, spoil all right. Here it. we go, folks. And um, if anyone hasn't watched this, then um, you obviously don't care enough. <sighs> what are, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are you listening to us for? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, because it probably took me a couple. I know you saw it pretty early on. It took me a couple of weeks to see it. Mm. Um, I just, you know, just 
Christmas and all the rest of it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I'll wait for it to die down and go and see it. And there was still a significant amount of people in the cinema when I went and saw it. So some of them were probably repeat viewings. Yeah. Um, most of them tended to be around my age, though. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, weren't a whole lot of, like, 10-year-olds running in there. You talked about uh, Adam Driver being a, you felt a little lost. Mm. Or Can you blame him, though? No, no, because no, no, I don't. he's kind of a... In a way, a bit of an exposition machine. Yeah. And and so in the in the last film, he gets that great. Well, I thought a pretty good scene where he explains that Ray is, you know, appearance of nobody's, just mm. you know, filthy traders who sold her for, you know, and that's a, that's I think a good thematically quite an interesting idea. The idea mm. that because it reinforces the idea that force isn't some sort of it just belongs to two people in the galaxy basically. Yeah. And um, you know, I like that it expands the universe a bit. But then this film walks that back. Yeah. And so he gets the scene where he says. Well, they may they wanted to be nobodies, but actually they were the children of Palpatine. Yeah, you know, or the son, you know, the yeah. son of Palpatine. So you're the granddaughter of Sheev Palpatine, the yeah. emperor of the galaxy. Um, how many takes would he have had to do to make that plausible? I don't know. Because that's a horrible look. The, <laughs> there's that famous quote from Harrison Ford where he said to George, "You can write the ship, but you can't say it." Yeah, and believe me, I don't, I don't take issue with any actor in any of these films any nine of them or rogue one or you know like including yeah. i mean you think about the actors who have struggled with this you're talking about natalie portman you know ewan mcgregor like uh, you know um, adam driver sometimes you know like yeah. there's plenty of they are genuinely great actors yeah um so i i have no problem with people struggling with saying these lines um, and so what I'm trying to say is that occasion, but this just seems even worse. Well, it's worse because you've invested in a certain story in a previous film that you've acted in yeah. and then have to invest in a different story in a sequel yeah. to that film. Yeah. And so your character, I mean, where are you at with your character? I mean, it's so hard to <laughs> deal with. Yeah. And that's why there's no, uh, there's a lot of logistic stuff in here, which I'll happily sit down and, you know, over a few beers and we'll, we can pick it apart, you know? Like, oh. oh, how do they do this and how do they do that? You know, I mean, it, where is the money coming from? Yeah, that's 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 my big thing. My big thing is the economies of this galaxy, especially on the bad guys' side. Yeah. I can kind of buy the rebellion being a bit hard pressed or yeah. you know, the resistance or whatever. But um, man, the empire of the first order or the final order or the mm. next order or whatever or the new world order, new galaxy order. That like, where are this where are the funds coming from? Yeah. Who's paying for all this? How do you build um you know ten thousand star destroyers with uh the yeah. The, the power of a Death Star on, uh, strapped to the front of them. They can't even leave the atmosphere, apparently. Cause yeah. they need, what's going on? Mm. Where are all these people coming from to run these things? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but there's all of those kind of things, which are great fun and, and, and fun to kind of pick apart. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and look, I, I'm actually not coming at this as some kind of uh, Star Wars expert with tons of knowledge. I, I really, I'm really not. I adore the original trilogy and, and I've rewatched it many times, but I've never delved into the expanded universe other than, you know, like the Splinter of the Mind's Eye and the Han Solo books written in the 70s. So yeah. I haven't, you know, I really don't care about the expanded universe. I know a lot of people have issues with it being kind of um, pushed out into what is called legends or whatever, where it's like, yeah. ah, you know. For, from, for, from my point of view, that was always going to happen if they had to make new yeah. films. So, you know, I'm not bothered by that. Yeah. I understand people who are invested who might be a bit frustrated. That's fine. But I'm not. And I'm more interested in it from, say, like a, a just a as I'm sure you are, just a straight writer's point of view almost. Yeah. And in that regards, it's almost an irrefutable mess. Like even people who like it must just go, yeah, look, it's a mess, but I enjoy it. That's cool, man. Uh, enjoy it. I don't yeah. want to rain on your plate. I really don't. But um, for me, Rogue One is the cinematic highlight of the Disney tenure so far. 
its first half is a little wobbly for me, but its second half is the most consecutive minutes of great Star Wars since the original trilogy. And similarly, the Mandalorian TV show that's just released, it's like really good fun and simply constructed with a singular vision by a showrunner, John Favreau. It takes the universe and plays in the sandpit more satisfyingly than anything else I've seen from the films. Um, so that's the kind of road that the kind of road I want to go down, yeah. I think. Um, I also kind of felt under the weight, and I said this after Last Jedi, uh, and I think probably why I enjoyed Solo at the time was because Last Jedi was just like, man, all of this Skywalker force kind of weird stuff that's going, oh, just, it just bogged me down. And it's mm. like, just tell a Star Wars, just tell a space adventure. Yeah, which um, Mandalorian's obviously doing. Yeah, so. which Mandalorian's doing. Um, I hope that they expand into that way, if they're going to expand that universe. Because um, I can see, you know, like if they do a Kenobi one, I can see they're going to have a lot of problems with um, continuity and, you know, keeping him out of the way of Darth Maul. And, um, yeah, you know, Han Solo can't go near Darth Maul because he can't experience any Jedis, right? Because he's been from one end of this universe to the other. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff, but I haven't seen anything that <laughs> one powerful force, right? That's how we're introduced. I'm yeah. sure that'll be like, oh, well, I was only joking. I was just like. Yeah, yeah. That they'll wreck on that as well. Yeah, yeah. It's it like you say, it will be interesting. I did wonder if um um the solo character is gonna come into the uh Ben Kenobi series somehow. Mm. Or if Darth Maul will. Mm. Um yeah, interesting. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, so I mean I, I guess um Rise of Skywalker there's just so many things in there, you know, like seeing Rose get jar jarred out oh, of the Oh my thing. goodness. So brutal. Yeah. And then just introducing like this. In the end of the second act, introducing the this this tribe of ex stormtroopers who run around on horses, just seemed crazy to me. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already got this thing overflowing with characters. Yeah, totally. You've added <laughs> Kerry Russell's character already. Yeah, and then you're introducing another character, and um, you're introducing droids, and you're introducing yeah. all. Uh, it's just, and you're introducing Palpatine, basically. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and you're you killing off Hux to yeah. bring in someone else to fulfill the job of Hux. Yeah, I which, mean, I love Richard e. Grant. It just made so me go. I. It just made me go. Why hasn't he been in the series from the beginning? He's awesome. Yeah, but what, you could have just kept him without killing Hux. Like, surely yeah. you would have just built up towards a more satisfactory. Oh man, yeah, it's such a. <laughs> such a crazy yeah, movie. like I say, the biggest problem for me with this film is that it shows how badly run the trilogy has been, mm. and how disorganized and how. The planning there has to have been. Because if you're able to search through this film to find connective tissue to the other mm. two f- films to make it seem like it's all a grand Skywalker saga, mm. man, you're in trouble. Yeah, and I think I think now, I mean, people sometimes kind of fall back on, well, George Lucas didn't know. And I'm like, yeah, but that was then. That's not now when you've had all this time and all this kind of – and and now you're living in a, in a, in a post-Marvel universe, so you better figure it out. Um, yeah. Well early on. And oh, the idea I'd... that you don't know, forget every single other character. The fact you don't know what you're doing with Ray and Kylo Ren from the beginning is fatal to me. I can I can handle you making stuff up for Finn and Poe and everyone else. But you, the Which fact... they clearly were as well, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were making it up for everyone. But the fact you don't know that we're doing with Ray and Kylo Ren, we want them at the end, is just mind-bending to me and I was yeah. saying it last year and I remember you saying to me no they don't know what they're doing and I was like I just I find that staggering that people are making multi-million dollar possibly billion dollar decisions mm. of just like oh, that sounds cool like opening scenes oh, of the series it's not even the money involved it's the fact that these are 
treasured, you know, for a lot of people, this is treasured property, you know? Mm. This is stories they love and grew up with, and, and to not know how to tell those stories is remarkable. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also I've seen that, uh, well, George Lucas didn't know what he's doing, and they always show mm. the kiss from Empire. Yeah. I'm like, that's like a but her emails argument for me. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's right. <laughs> yeah. George's crimes are pretty minor compared to the crimes of these this series. Yeah, also because he knows how to tell a story. Yeah. And I, I'm not always convinced... I think it's probably done a little bit of damage to J.J. Abrams' reputation in my eyes. Like, at least with Ryan John, I do want to go back and watch them again. Hmm. Uh, as you say, probably all three, maybe not one after the other, but pretty close succession. Um, and I'm sure it'll be a mess. But I came out of Rise of Skywalker going, hey, look, you know, I expected a mess. I got a mess. Fine. You know, yeah. I had, had some nice stuff in there. I had, you know, some cool lightsaber fights. Had some, you know, had some stuff I liked. Yeah. But um, it did make me go, oh, maybe I prefer Last Jedi because at least they're doing something um, different and visually it's more impressive. And I think Ryan, jo- Ryan Johnson, you know, it's not, a, it's not a contest, but I think he's probably a better director. Right. And there's also this kind of stuff of Lucas, what he would have done. You know, all this, they're talking about, they had all these midi-chlorines kind of thing. And, and I'm kind of like, you know what? I almost would rather you just went batshit crazy and just, yeah, show how midi-chlorines get into the sentient... You know what I mean? Just drill down. Just just make it like, you know, um, basically make it Matrix Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make it. Yeah, just make it Matrix Reloaded or Revolutions. Yeah. Yeah. Just make it. Just just go for it. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I I'd much rather. I think I'd rather see that than just a remake and just total fan service right across the board. That ultimately meant nothing. Yeah. Um. Because that's that's what I got from both, um, of Abrams. Entry and I enjoyed Force Awakens at the time. Like, yeah, I knew it was derivative and all the rest of it, but I think I enjoyed that, right? Um, certainly more than when I came out of Last Jedi. I was just like, what the hell is going on here? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think I've said to you before, I've watched Last Jedi once again and Force Awakens several times now, mm. uh, for work reasons. Um, but Rogue One's the one I feel most affinity to wanting to watch again. Mm. I've watched that probably three times and will happily watch it again. Yeah, in fact, um, just even watching this and talking about this and writing about this has made me think. Yeah, I really want to watch Rogue One again now. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll return to Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. I rewatched Rogue One not long ago, actually. Yeah. And uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. In fact, it's the only one I've seen out of any of the Disney stuff a second time so far. So yeah, it probably speaks volumes. Yeah. Well, uh, just it's a bit of a tangent, but one of the things I found out recently is a lot of the stuff in Rogue One, like Saw Gerrera and all these mm-hmm. ideas, were developed because there was going to be a TV series, a Star right. Wars TV series, a little while ago dealing with the underworld and the rebellion and, right. and it never happened, but they lifted a lot of that. I think right. because it feels well developed and it feels like there's a world out do you know there's yeah. an outer world that you're aware of when you watch Saw Guerrero and his crew and, yeah. and it gives you a sense of like there's a real lived in galaxy. Yeah. And I think that's because well because it was created and it was created back under George's stewardship yeah. as well. But because they have a world that they've spent some time with, it feels real when I watch the film. Mm. Now, there's also a thing I just want to, again, we're going from tangible, we're going deep, deep kind of background on this. That's what I, we do here, folks. It is. So I, I had a little bit of read about this. And so I heard, and I don't know, I'm sure a lot of Star Wars nerds can put me right on this, um, that Lucas originally wanted, um, his idea was the the middle trilogy, the four, five, and six, was the end of that was going to be Luke defeats Darth Vader. Right. Um, in six. Sans Emperor. Right. And that the Emperor was going, and then that there was another Skywalker, it wasn't Leia, it was a, a woman, and that she was over the other side of the galaxy. And then the next kind of last three was 
she came in or he came when searched out her, whatever, there was adventures there. They connected, they joined together and took on the Emperor and defeated him. Right. So what what's your understanding why that didn't happen? What's the story? I guess maybe Lucas just went, ah, I'm not gonna do any more. Yeah, right. I'm let's just, just wrap it up at let's six. Let's just wrap it up at six and forget about yeah. that. Oh, I was gonna handle these ideas for he probably thought, ah, I'll probably you know, he he he'd named them four, five and six, so he probably went, oh, I might go back and do them one, two and three maybe at some point. But right. you know. And maybe he didn't intend to do seven and eight, nine. I mean, he certainly said that after he finished Revenge of the Sith. He's like, there's no more. Yeah. And then he kind of came up with his other idea and probably in the interim. But mm. I think maybe that was his thing. Mm. Um, yeah. And I heard that and I went, okay. So long story short, what I'm trying to say is J.J. Abrams bringing him back. Yeah. May well have been, well, this is kind of what George was going to do, have a, a man and a woman take on the Emperor in the final scene. And, oh, interesting. You know, yeah. But he just completely... I'm obviously mixed on Sheev uh, returning because it seems silly as all hell. But but I knew about it from the trailer, so it's not right. like I went into the film and was like, oh, they've talked about Palpatine. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, the idea that Palpatine would be um, Papa, Papa Palpatine, yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. But Palpatine himself, I was kind of prepared for. And I love that character. I think he's fun. Yeah. I think Ian McDermott always yeah. uh, gives it his all. His yeah. cackling, crazy yeah. all. And it's remarkable to think that, you know, he was in Empire Strikes Back and Jedi and then in the prequels and yeah. now so he's strides over this yeah. series in a way, which is remarkable. He is one actor who uh, doesn't mind saying this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he loves it. He's one of the few people who can make it seem at least fun. Yeah, that's right. To say right. that ridiculousness. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And because he's the ultimate bad guy, right? So it's just, yeah, you know, totally. he's, he's the kind of this almost... Iago character in the in the first three, and then you know. Oh, I love when he's playing it. Um, sweet. Yeah. Chef back in the originals, that's you know, right. In the, in the yeah. prequel trilogy, oh, he's great fun. Um, yeah. It's ridiculous. I think that he should be in episode nine, but here we are. <laughs> uh, and it just kind of speaks to it as like, didn't we already defeat the emperor? Uh, uh, didn't Luke already um, deal with his anger uh, issues? Nothing. Didn't, nothing uh, matters. Didn't Han like you know? It's just like oh, it's just. That yeah. walking back of character arcs is one of the most frustrating things about this new trilogy. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a, yeah, and I, I think there's probably why there's probably some feeling around it, um, because if this had just been a new Star Wars film, uh, new Star Wars series, and they were kind of dealing with the the ghosts of, you know what I mean, the original trilogy. Right. So they're kind of their legends or whatever, not actually, you know, they'd passed on or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Then you know, and even if they brought back Palpatine somehow in the end, you'd be like, "Well, that's pretty crazy." Yeah. But the fact that they had to kind of just destroy those other characters, um, yeah, that was the part where you know, just like man, I uh, almost got to disown this stuff. You know, it's just like, come on, you can't. Oh, I, I watched Return of the Jedi the other day. You can't get to any of that and go, "Oh, okay, now he's got to go through all this stuff." Again. Yeah, yeah. It's just, what's the point of Return of the Jedi then? His story is told. Yeah. It's done. It's over. There's nothing really more to add to that. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's uh, Rise of Skywalker. That's the end of the Skywalker <sighs> saga, man. Yeah, this is the last time we'll ever talk Star Wars on yeah, this podcast. Yeah, I'm sure. I can't, I can't imagine it coming up ever again. Yeah, why would we? Um, but, yeah, we we've, go back and listen to other reviews for Force Awakens and Last Jedi and yeah. Solo and Rogue One. I think we've talked oh, about yeah, them all. I think we've reviewed them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, go back and have a listen to those ones. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to see what I thought about those. I think I was fairly complimentary towards Force Awakens when it first came out. Yeah, I'm intrigued, actually, more... More so to listen to my last Jedi comments and see yeah. if I still hold those or not. Um, yeah. 
and I, I genuinely can't remember what my Force Awakens reactions were. I think I was a little bit cold on it. I think you might have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, yeah, obviously, <laughs> uh, we will revisit that. I'm actually looking forward to seeing uh, how these develop over time, my feeling towards this yeah. series. And um, yeah, so, yeah. We should do, okay, I'm calling it out now on right. the podcast, because we talked about it a bit here, the prequel trilogy being better. We should review them and actually find out if we still, if this... I like it. If this is just our crazy imaginations and fever dreams, or actually we do enjoy them. Let's, let, that's a deal. Let's okay, do that. Let's do that. Okay, you heard right. it here first, folks. Yeah, the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I told me to be cheeky.